0: This is Give Me Some Truth, a podcast from Walkner Condon Financial Advisors in Madison, Wisconsin. Give Me Some Truth is dedicated to providing an accessible and authentic view into the financial services industry, as well as current events and investment concepts that you can apply in your day-to-day life. you got to leave your money behind you, raise your hand to the sky. Welcome back to Give Me Some Truth. Today we have myself, Mitch, in the booth, along with Nate. Good morning, Nate. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. I am especially excited to talk about the topic today, which is a little extension of a recent blog post that we got some good feedback from our clients, and it's around the topic of giving. But first, Nate, let's have a little fun. What is a band that we recently talked about going into this podcast that you're really excited about potentially going to see?
1: yeah. I, I, this uh, i'm I'm more fired up than usual uh, at this podcast because uh, a band that I enjoy uh, known as Tool, is uh, coming to Chicago this summer, and uh, that might not hit that band might not hit the radar of a lot of people that are listening. Um, but I, I guess it's, it's fair to say that my wife and I are kind of concert junkies. so uh, this is a, uh, this is an exciting one for me but it's uh, that, that's, that's okay if it's just me getting joy out of that. that's okay. Um, I, I don't know have them- of that. I know that you, Mitch, you're, 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 you probably won't be at that show. I will not be at that show. I will not be at the show. Well, you don't know show, that yet. Maybe you will. Maybe, yeah. they'll, maybe the world will make it so that you're at that concert.
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe I become a Tool fan. Is there some sort of, like, name for the, the Tool fans? I don't know that there is
1: a name for the, the tool, toolbox, tool fans. I know, like right. That. I know there's, they are. They, they, my favorite band of all time, Pearl Jam, I know that those are known as the Jamily. Oh, is the name of the uh, is the, kind of the fan base, but I don't know that Tool has. I do and know that the lead singer, surprisingly enough, has his own um, vineyard and makes his own wine.
0: Really? Yeah, did he not does. know and
1: that. So it's it's an interesting side. He's note, a businessman. <laughs> we have to be careful here because Clinton and I got off on a tangent on the last podcast, and that lasted the entire podcast. Twenty five minutes so later, with that, we're, we're, were going to rain talking it in about deli sandwiches. We are going <laughs> to rain
0: it in. We have a topic which which I did introduce at the beginning, and we're going to get to that topic. That topic is giving. And again, it's linked to a blog post that we got some really good feedback from some clients and and people that that aren't clients, quite frankly, as well, from the blog post. And that was about this time of year. It's December, it's the holidays, and people are giving charitably. So I think what we wanted to discuss today was there's a lot of good things that come from charitable giving. And there's also some potential pitfalls, which we also want to address to make sure that the audience is aware of. So we're going to go through some of those things. Now, oh, looks like you had something to say there. No, no, you're good. Oh, all right. So to kick it off, though, we want to go through some numbers. Now, giving is something that this particular season is is very rampant. People are giving. But what are the actual numbers that back that up? And we're going to reference a Giving USA, which is an organization that my buddy, shout out to Joe Lanus of The First Tee. He's a director of a nonprofit in town in Madison, Wisconsin here. He pointed me towards this source, and do you have any guesses, Nate, right off the bat? How much was given in 2017? Because this is a report. The report was written recently in 2018, but in 2017.
1: Um, it's got to be a number with a B, right? It's got to be in the billions. It is the billions. Um, I, I, I'm not going to come anywhere close. I would say uh, $100 billion.
0: Okay. Quadruple that. Over $400 billion in 2017 was given charitably and that was actually the first time that that this group has been doing the report and they're synced up with the university of indiana school of philanthropy looks like 410 billion that was the first time that's ever been done in 2017 and some of the reasons for that are well stock market's been going up economy's still been strong since Mm -hmm. recession so people are giving now who who is giving though any, any guesses on that, Nate? Right. See, that yeah, the, I
1: would. Being that I was so wildly off on on the um, on the number, it would strike me as um, to make sense that the 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 biggest donors would be um, organizations. Um, but I have a feeling that's probably not right either.
0: Yeah. So organizations play a, a big part. So if you could, you know, you count f- foundations as organizations and corporations, but that's only. Well, a little over a fifth, we'll call it. But actually, collectively, when you look at individuals, close to 70% of giving charity, I believe that $410 billion comes from individuals. So a pretty big number, obviously. So we're, this is something serious to, uh, to the United States. And th- then they go to a number of different places. And then without going too far down that rabbit hole, religious organizations, You know, a third of the money is going to religious organizations. There's educational organizations. Children, human services, health, all these different areas that are, are typically looked at as as good things Now, so we know a little bit about where the giving comes from, where it goes, right but part of the discussion part of the link that we want to help our clients with and the listeners of the podcast is okay, it's good it it's shown there's studies shown that organizations can typically use these funds in a better way that maybe we could on our own. It's shown that you might be happier, healthier even by giving. But then we want to talk about some pitfalls too and things to be aware of. So Nate, do you have any thoughts on some of, of the things that I mentioned, the good of charitable giving? Why, why is this good? And why at this time of year do we, we start to see this increase?
1: Yeah, I think it's, uh, some of it is, um, kind of tried and true has been, has been, um, you know, part of the culture of, of the United States going back, you know, literally hundreds of years. I mean, we can kind of almost trace it back to, you know, when the when the country got involved in, um, you, know, m- you know, massive um, kind of country-wide um, events like World War One, World War Two. I mean, you, you know, you saw a, a tremendous amount of charitable giving. So I think it's part of our culture just in general. But I think more recently what you've seen is... Um, when you look at the kind of push by by way of you know Bill Gates and Warren Buffett and some of the people that have made commitments to giving you know large large portions of their of their net worth um, and doing it in a charitable way, I think that's almost I don't want to say a newer development, but I just think this idea of of um, kind of giving huge amounts of of, um, of people's net worths. Uh, to charity is something that has kind of a lot more traction in the last probably 10 to 15 years than maybe it had before that. Um, and it's good. We're, the, the issue is not that um, um, people should look at it critically. I think the issue is that in a lot of cases when we deal with good, quote, good topics or good um, ideas, people then get the idea that more is always better, Right. And I think it can also be kind of represented as a bell curve, right? More is not always better. Or just because something is good, doing it kind of in just a um, non-planned and um, just a kind of spur of the moment uh, way can, can really lead people down the wrong path. And so one of the things that we want to talk about um, when it comes to charitable giving is having a budget for how much you want to give on a year-over-year basis. And I know it sounds somewhat strange to kind of blend the idea or marry the idea of budget to charitable giving, but it it can often be, um, I don't want to say, um, misconstrued, but the idea of a budget is really just to help us understand uh, how we're allocating our money in certain areas. And if we don't do the same thing with charitable giving and we kind of blindly give to an undetermined amount of charities, uh, in the end, what we can ultimately do come January, February, is realize, oh my gosh, I gave significantly more than maybe I could have afforded to give, or maybe that I gave to way more charities because uh, they all sounded good um, than, than I probably should have for uh, you know where my financial plan uh, puts me in life.
0: Correct. And it helps, even before you get to that step of, What am I going to give to an organization that I'm really passionate about? Even stepping back from that, having the plan around your budget is important before figuring out what that charitable number is, right? Because then once you get to charitable giving, whether it is at year end or whether it's on a monthly basis throughout the year, having that line item is easy to do if everything else is in place, right? You can have a line item right on the budget there. Here's my charitable giving. Here's what I can afford, that makes it so much easier having the plan just to start with before you're even thinking about giving money away.
1: Yeah, and, and having that plan in, um, kind of in preparation for the holiday season, right? So the the issue is if you, if you come up with that plan on December first, you know, we're already into the holidays. We're already getting bombarded by media and and everything else by way of of the holiday season. It's harder to make an objective decision. December first, when it comes to charitable giving, um, than it does say September first or March first, right? And so our our recommendation is, be careful this time of year that, um, because it feels good to give money, uh, we got to be careful that it doesn't put ourselves in a bad position come January, February, March in our own checking account and our own financial plan, um, you know, and in, in where uh, our other obligations
0: might lie. Well, think Giving Tuesday. Do you remember seeing Giving Tuesday right. on your, on your yeah. Facebook or social right. media feed, right? And pretty much any connection that you have to some sort of nonprofit or people involved, you probably saw something come through on Giving Tuesday. Now, that might have technically been in November this year after Thanksgiving. But regardless, if all of a sudden Giving Tuesday comes, you're like, oh, that's a great idea. I want to give to every single one of these places yeah, exactly. that I see on my <laughs> news feed. right. Yeah, it might not be the best way to approach right. it.
1: Yeah, it, it. We we linked it. I mean, before just kind of getting and in, in, um, prepared for the podcast here, we kind of used an analogy or linked it to the idea of making a major home improvement in your home, right? I mean, it's easier to let that home improvement go from. I mean, people have heard us talk about this before, but you know, a fifty thousand dollars home renovation can easily turn into a seventy or a hundred or hundred and fifty thousand dollars home renovation if we're not careful. And that same thing can happen, and we've seen examples of this of people that get. I'll call it over charitable, you know, this time of year, and they end up putting themselves financially in a really bad spot. And the issue with it is that their heart's in a great spot. I mean, it's, it's a great thing to do and their heart's in the right place and their, their, their thoughts and their feelings are in the right place from the holiday season. It's not, it, it's a selfless of a gesture as you can really do. It's a great, great thing. But there is a limit to how much we should be doing because if we start to hurt our own financial situation and put ourselves in our in, in a bad spot, then ultimately we're the ones that are going to need the charity at some point in the future because we've given too much and and that can be something that can lead to uh, a bad situation for us, you know, just personally.
0: So let's go through a hypothetical that unfortunately isn't always hypothetical. Let's say you do have the budget in place. You know how much of the dollar amount that you want to give, but maybe you're not entirely sure on where you want to give it. And you get a phone call from some number that you don't recognize. Maybe it's a different area code. And they say, hey, you know, we're this great organization. We'd love to have you support our cause. Please give us your information, and we'll make sure that the money goes to the appropriate cause. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, that, that kind of leads us into our second, um, the kind of second thing that we wanted to cover is, boy, you got to be really careful that you understand who you're giving money to, that it's somebody kind of related back to the first point, somebody that you've already earmarked in, on your budget as to who you want to give to that year, and at the end of the day, most importantly, you know where the money is going, right? And I think that's where it gets really, really care. We have to be really careful because. Unfortunately, not everybody in the world has the best intentions. Not everybody um kind of, you know, presents themselves in in an honest and truthful way. And there's a lot of nefarious people that also know that this is a charitable time of year if we want to kind of refer to it that way. And so, boy, if you had, you know, malice uh, intent, you could really lead people the wrong direction if you kind of came up with uh a fake charity or you kind of came up with a way to be able to uh, kind of direct money in a way that you weren't um, implying when you were asking for that money. I mean, there's a lot of things that people should be careful with, um, you know, when it comes to giving money and, and really understanding who they're giving that money to.
0: And for those that are listening, you might have family members that might be in the, in the target group for some of these predatory types of, of people, right? So make sure that you're you're spreading the message that, hey, just because you receive a phone call from some organization that sounds to be great, make sure you're educating your family and loved ones as well to sometimes be skeptical. I don't think it's a bad thing to be skeptical when you see that phone call ring and it's a, a number you don't know. So just make sure that that your loved ones are also educated on this topic this time of year as well.
1: Yeah, especially the skepticism. Um, And, and I was... Um just inherently born with a healthy amount of skepticism myself, um, almost almost to a fault, but um, be a little skeptical, especially if it's something that you're not familiar with or if it's, if it's an organization that you've not had involvement with previously. Uh, w- the rule of thumb would be if it's a new organization that you're giving to this year for the first time, as opposed to one that you've given to for the last 10 years, do your due diligence and make sure you fully understand that organization before... Uh, committing any money to that organization. And the parallel that I'll draw there, if we uh, kind of reference it back to investments, is if it's a new investment that you're going to put money into that you've never heard of before or unfamiliar with, be very, very, very sure that you understand how that investment works and you understand all of the ins and outs, the goods and bads of it before you put money in there, as opposed to an investment that you've maybe used for the last 5 to 10 years.
0: Which is a very consistent theme in the certified financial planning coursework. Make sure you know what you're getting into educate yourself on on what you're investing in. All right, let's let's go to another path down this charitable giving here. So how does this potentially relate to estate planning in charitable giving? Now I'm looking back at our chart that we kicked off the podcast with and and we discussed, yes, a lot of charitable giving is from individuals collectively, right? But then there's also ways that you can leave money that will go to charitable organizations well beyond your time. On Earth, so Nate, how does this link to the whole estate planning discussion?
1: Yeah, it, it's it's uh, kind of it can be, I should say, directly related to estate. And, and I'll also even take a step back from that and broaden the conversation even further, which is, you know, the impact that it has from a tax standpoint, right? And we can talk about that as well for for just a minute here. But um, we give money, generally speaking, we give money charitably because we. Um, we think it's the right thing to do. We want to better a uh, certain cause. We want to, um, as as Mitch, said, kind of pay it forward, as as that uh, you know the, the popular movie from from a while ago said. Um, but we can
0: individually benefit as well.
1: Exactly, and I think that's the piece of it that that um, we don't want to forget about. It shouldn't be the main reason why we do what we do, but it should be a a component of it. And so, understanding what your charitable donation is going to mean to you from a tax standpoint, and then also what it's going to mean to you from an estate planning standpoint um can have big big impact and it can have the, the implication of that can be can be um pretty big on how we should do what we do and um you know the the, the means that we um that that we do to be able to get the money to that charity
0: absolutely and <laughs> I, my mind is going slightly tangential here but i was thinking of i've read articles on people giving in, in their estate Giving some of their assets to like a pet, you know, their furry friend. <laughs> right. Exactly. And I'm I'm really wondering in this study here, is that accounted for? You know, is that considered a, a charitable giving? But
1: probably not, because the pet's not a
0: charity. A pet's so not a charity, you know, it a right? It would just it be like is, a beneficiary. Ah, yeah, beneficiary charitable giving is probably probably not the same thing there.
1: But I think the point you were making um, is there are multiple ways to be able to benefit how you want your your um, Charity slash beneficiaries to be benefited by that gift it can be done while you're alive it can be done while you or you know um you know posthumous after you've passed away uh or it can be a combination of the two um you know what what are some of the ways that we've seen that happen mitch i'm sorry say that again so what are some of the ways that we've seen kind of that that i've i can give while i'm alive i can give while you know after i've passed away and i mm-hmm. can do a combination of both i mean kind of what is the methodology in terms of how that's done?
0: Sure, sure. So while you're alive, it comes back to a lot of the principles that we have talked about, having a plan, right? And a lot of times it's going to be connecting to organizations that you're you're already a part of. You're already volunteering. Maybe it's maybe it's a church you go to, maybe it's something with social services, right? And some of the connections are are naturally there. Then coming up with a plan while you're living and going through that is, is something that takes a little bit of work, right? It's it's not an impossible task by any means. We've helped people with that. Some people do it on their own. Then when it comes to when you're not living, right, there still involves some work while you are living. Mm-hmm. And that's going to require a discussion with us, with your advisor, with an estate planning attorney probably, uh, potentially the organization actually that you're you're a part of. Yeah, exactly. And, and planning, you know, maybe you're on, maybe you served on a board for a nonprofit in town. And, you know, if there's a sizable amount that you could be leaving behind upon your death, that's something that you might want to talk with them about. Because then it starts to talk about, okay, well, do we need to have an endowment or something in place? And, right. and what does that look like? So there's multiple conversations that you can have while you're alive, that are going to affect what's going to happen down the row once you're dead.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a great, that's a great point. Um, If these things are not done uh, while you're alive, obviously they're not going to get done. Two, if they're not done correctly by way of the legal documents that need to be in place to make this wish happen, then unfortunately that wish is not going to happen. So you could have documented what you want to happen by way of benefiting a charity in the event of your death. But if it's not done correctly, I'll use a a bizarre uh, uh, example here, but if you write your wishes on a cocktail napkin, uh, that's not going to happen when it comes to the uh, the event of your death. It's not going to hold up in court. The court system is not going to honor what you want if it's written on a cocktail napkin. And so legally having this done correctly, and then further, as Mitch alluded to, uh, depending on how much you want to give and how you want your charity to receive that money, uh, requires some some um, additional planning uh, beyond just saying I want this charity to benefit in the event of my death. So seeking the advice of an advisor, seeking the advice of an estate attorney, and potentially seeking the advice of of that organization in general can have huge implications as to whether or not your wishes are ultimately carried out correctly. And the last thing that I'll that I'll make on this uh, or the last point I'll make on this, you know, as we're as we're wrapping up today is. Keep in mind that if you are required to give uh, or, excuse me, take uh, distributions from your investment accounts by way of required minimum distributions, there is a way to be able to give those distributions to a charity or an organization and have it be pretty seamless. So and that, it doesn't have to be one. And it doesn't have it, it to be. It can be multiple. It can be multiple. It can be, doesn't have to be every year. It doesn't have to be the same. It can, be, you know, it can vary on a year-to-year basis. Um, if that's something that you've never thought of, please seek out the advice of, of us or whatever advisor that you use, because we are big proponents of um, helping people facilitate the, the charitable giving that they want to give and doing so in a responsible and, and in a smart way. And in some cases, um, giving by way of your required minimum distributions can be a great way to facilitate um, you know, those, those uh, charitable endeavors. Not in every case. Uh, but in a lot of cases, that can make uh, a ton of sense for people. So um, at the end of the day, we want to make sure that our that our clients and the, the people that are listening to this are getting the money that they want to go where it needs to go and that they're doing so, in, in, in lack of a better way to say it, in a responsible way, responsible to their own financial plan um, which, again, you know, you've heard this, we sound like a broken record on this, but it harkens back to the financial plan. If you don't have the financial plan in place, it's going to be very difficult to have a, a good understanding of how much you can give um, charitably and not hurt yourself in, in that process. Um, please, if you do not have a financial plan with the advisor that you're using, come and see us, talk to us. Um, it's just It becomes the, the central focus of so many of these retirement-related uh, decisions.
0: Yes. So in summary, this is an important topic and we have the numbers like we kicked off to, to back that up, right? Billions of dollars on an annual basis are are given charitably. So it's a big topic. It's part of someone's financial plan as as Nate was just talking about. And there's some pitfalls, right? So this is something that we continue to talk about throughout the year at any given time. Reach out. If you have questions, feel free to message us, email us, call us, you name it. We are accessible. You can get a hold of us, and we would love to incorporate this into your plan. This is Give Me Some Truth, and we will talk to you next time. you got to leave your money behind you Raise your hand to
2: the sky Ask the masses of silence Look more Advisory services are offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the states of Wisconsin and Texas. Clint Walkner, Nate Condon, Jonathan Jordan, and Mitch DeWitt are investment advisor representatives of Walkner Condon. Guests on the podcast are not registered and their participation in the podcast are limited to unregistered activities and will not be providing any advice that is investment related, nor should any comments that guests make should be construed as giving investment advice. Content should not be viewed as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned or as legal or tax advice. You should always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Walkner Condon Financial Advisors LLC is not engaged in the practice of law. Whenever you invest, you are at risk of loss of principle as the market does fluctuate. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires a review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizon. Investing always involves risk and possible loss of capital. Long-term care, estate planning, insurance products, and tax advice are not offered through Wachner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC. Wachner Condon works on a best efforts basis and does not guarantee any results. Past performance does not represent future results. Please see walknercondon.com for additional disclosures.